Hey everybody, welcome to this special <clears throat> one-on-one with Kat playing Finley. Hello. So, where we left off in the fall festival, Finley was going to basically in the castle, Caleb, and around there. So, uh, you're moving in. Well, you're moving in, right? Right. So, I'm going to say it's like that evening. Uh, when you first showed up at the castle, uh, Adelian and Caleb led you to your room, which was Andre's old room, but it's been mostly cleared out. So, like, what would Finley bring to make this room her own? Hmm. Uh, well, I know that she does have, um, she doesn't have too much on her. Uh, she does have some trophies of things that she's fought. Um, so she probably... I'd say she's not much of a um of a decorator. <laughs> I don't think she she's very artistic. I think she's pretty straightforward. Um but she'd probably like have like a claw or something and then she'd like place it on a table and she'd be like, Yeah, it looks good right there and then she like gets a gets like another little thing and puts it in another corner. It's like, Yeah, that makes me look cool. But it it, it just it, it's pretty bare. She wouldn't bring too much because she doesn't have that much with her. Um, oh, like uh, she, hmm? uh, she doesn't. It's not that like she's she can't have it. She just doesn't find the need for much. That's fair. I think Caleb would like offer to change the wall color for her. So like whatever color walls she wanted. Hmm. Well, first off, she'd be like, she'd be like, of co- of course, this uh, this wall color is perfectly suitable. You don't need to change it if if you don't want to. Finley, it's gray. Like any color, whatever you want, it's fine. Um, are you sure? Absolutely. Just, I want you to feel comfortable. Okay, um, thank you, your majesty. Uh, uh, navy blue? Okay. And you, like, he casts a spell, and the walls turn navy blue. What? Illusions, my dude. That is so cool. You're so talented. This is just a minor illusion. It's fine. It's not a big deal. What are you talking about? It looks so cool. It looks blue. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's such an honor. It's no problem, Lieutenant. I'm gonna... We're washing your sheets right now, so uh, I'll be back in a few minutes with those, and then you can... You can... Well, an alien's already asleep because it's, what, Seven o'clock at night? Yeah, he's passed out by now. <laughs> uh, Rose is doing whatever 
she does. <laughs> um, Zagreus and Nath are on nightly patrol, so you could catch them outside if you want. Wait. <laughs> uh, uh, out of game. Out of game. That was an accident. Uh, you tell me, that was one hundred percent an accident. Uh, <laughs> you can find them outside if uh, you wanted to go talk to them. Um, otherwise, so long as you don't make enough noise to wake up an alien, you can kind of go where you want. I mean, mind the spirits, like Lothor, but... Oh, and also, if there's someone roaming around that doesn't look like anybody you know, make sure it's not Jay, because he is a doppelganger. <laughs> do, do I do anything about the doppelganger? Jay's chill. He just kind of stays in our basement and smokes weed. What? Yeah, it's a long story. Do you just let intruders into the castle to threaten your safety? Jay's a special case. Um, earlier in the year, when the Frost Curse was a problem, uh, we were attacked by doppelgangers. And Rowan used a calm emotion spell. So the the doppelganger was magically chilled out. And for some reason, they just never unchilled. We named him Jay. And he, because he didn't have a name. And he decided to live in the castle and just kind of hang around. And smoke. <laughs> I think he. Buy, I think he buys off of Janice. <laughs> what? What if he unchills? Should I kill him? No, he's fine. He he already has a job with Angel now. He works with Angel at the at the at their uh, news agency. So I think it's safe to say he's pretty much like. At this point, it's not even magic anymore. At this point, he just kind of likes living here. <laughs> that is exceptionally strange. Yeah, welcome to Tim Show. <laughs> well, what are you going to be doing, Prince Caleb? Um, well, finishing washing your sheets, first of all, like I said. Um, Rose and I are handling that one. Uh, Sari's going away to her weekend with Abix. I'm sticking around this time to kind of help you get integrated. Um, so I might go there for a, I might stop by Sari's for a little bit and say my goodbyes for the weekend. Um, I should be back fairly soon. It, it's Sari doesn't live far. I can walk it. It's no problem. Um, and I'll be back in like an hour and at that point your sheets should be done and I can put them on your bed and whatever you want to sleep you can and I'm probably gonna chill out read a book uh, maybe maybe use a stone of fire speech and talk to either like Rowan or Angel or Andre for a little bit that might be nice I don't know Ah, I'm I'm planning on a chill evening. Are you sure you don't need my assistance? He pauses a little bit and just goes, Lieutenant, I think 
your help with the Bullywugs and Grung and that slad was more than exceptional. I think you did a very good job. I'm very proud of your abilities. You are, you have very, very clearly proven yourself amongst the guard. And I think you've earned a well-deserved rest. So I am authorizing you to absolutely take the night off. Finley kind of like blinks a little bit and kind of like cocks her head to the side. She just goes, what? You did good, Lieutenant. I'm really proud of you and I think you should rest up. It means so much coming from you. That's really flattering, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying what I believe. I just, what if, what if on the way over, you, something happens and, and I'm not there and then you get hurt? I'm, I'll be fine. Honestly, I'll be okay, Lieutenant. I know the way to Sari's. I know a shortcut. I'll be safe. Sari's there. She's a monk. She can fight. I can fight. I, I would not mind you coming, Lieutenant, uh, at any other occasion. But I, since it's your first night here, I'd, much, I'd feel way more happy knowing that you got yourself a bit more acclimated since you're going to be living here. So, is it an order to take off? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a very heavily supported suggestion. So, an order. I don't want to take your volition away from you, Lieutenant. You're an adult. You can do what you want. I just... I just think that it would be best, but it's up to you, really. I, I don't really like giving orders much. If it's what makes you happy, Prince Calum, then I will do it. Okay. Yeah, I'll be back in an hour, I promise. She salutes. He gives her a friendly little wave and just kind of pained smile as he walks out. So, Finley, the castle is kind of yours. Okay, so what are the what are the options? Right so, now? you're on the main floor. Uh, I don't really have a direct map of the castle in my mind, but I'll tell you this. Like there's a floor below the basement that you that uh Kalen was talking about. And you know that Lothor and Jay, the the wraith and the doppelganger usually frequent there. This main floor has, like, the kitchen, has, like, you know, like, some the main sitting room, the you know, all that stuff. There's a hallway with a lot of stained glass windows, and if you go upstairs, those are usually the bed quarters. So, you know, upstairs is where Nellian is sleeping and where Rose is in her room chilling out. So, you know, probably not to make a lot of noise up there. That's okay. also what it is, though, if you want to go spend some time in there. Where what is? Your room. Okay. Yeah, all the bedrooms are basically upstairs. Sweet. 
So the main floor has the kitchen and what else? Like the kitchen, the foyer, like all the typical, like all the typical stuff, you know? I think there's probably a sitting room with a fireplace. There's probably like a long hallway with like framed portraits of the other rulers before Kalum, you know? Oh, well, she's probably going to check that out. Your typical castle stuff. Heck yeah. She's not used to typical castle stuff, so she's going to explore the heck. Okay. Um, oh. Is there anything in specifics you think she'd be looking for? Um, I think... I think that she would probably be looking for anything uh, pertaining to the war. Yeah. So, there's probably quite a bit of that stuff there. I'm yeah. gonna say, uh, in the room you're in currently, like that room with the door, the main sort of, like, welcoming sitting room, you know? Mm-hmm. There isn't much, but as you just sort of walk around past the kitchen and go into the... Like, you see that hallway that has all those portraits of other rulers before Caleb And, uh... I'm gonna say that uh, you don't, you don't really, you don't really recognize a lot of them before, like, obviously, Caleb's father is there, you know? Yeah. Even though everyone knows the story of the king who ended up siding with the dragon, you know? Yeah. Betrayed his people and left Calum in charge. Touchy subject. Yeah. You could actually see his his is the only portrait that has like some drapery over it. But beforehand there are like there are some different groups there that aren't Moon Elves. You see like a tiefling, there's a there's a changeling woman, there's a bugbear even. Oh wow. Um do you like? Do you want to like look more into those post those portraits, or are you, do you think Finley wouldn't have much interest? Um, you said there was a changeling, a bugbear, and a tiefling, right? Those are the three that like are immediately there, but like you could see these portraits going ages back, and there's there's still a few moon elves like scattered in, but there's also like just about every race you can imagine. Wow. I think, I honestly think she'd just sort of look at it. Um, and if she doesn't recognize anyone, she probably wouldn't pay too much mind. Um, but, yeah, yeah, everyone, like, everyone at before the, the, before the king is, like, like, a few of them, like, you're like, oh, I think I've seen, like, their, their image somewhere else, you know? Like, ah, yeah. their name is Avery. I think there's a street named Avery Road. You know, <laughs> like, like, little things like that, you know? Yeah. Small connections, but nothing, nothing too concrete. But right. I think yeah. you, as you leave that hallway, you kind of understand why when you see this, like, small plaque, you know? And mm-hmm. it just briefly would explain that before... Uh, Calum's father uh, took the moniker of king 
Timshul did not have kings, it had lords. So the the lords were chosen uh, by the person who ended up living out this oath the most truthfully in their life. the The whole town was scoured, and the person who who best exemplified the oath was chosen to be their next leader. Huh. And there's like. There's an old parchment that is written in, in Elvish, but the only part that's written in common uh, would lead you to believe that that is the tenets of that oath. She might be able to speak Elvish anyway. Yeah, she can speak Elvish. Oh, yeah. Then you would be able to then you'd, be, you'd be able to read it. Uh... Uh, while I don't have it exactly written out, um, I'm fine with you would, you would read that it was the oath is titled the oath of the Mary Lord. That's cute. And a few of the tenants included never cruel nor cowardly, never give up, and always have hope. Aww. And it also said things like treat everyone with respect. Uh, all of your subjects are your friends, things like that. So classroom rules, but royal version. Basically. Very, very high concept. You know, not so much in the, ah, uh, yes. You know. Not yeah. so much in the, like, actively writing out something part, but more so in the, like, there's no, like, tax code there, you know. Right. But it's more of like these high, like moral, virtuous concepts that were picked, you know? Yeah. In short, don't be an yeah. asshole. Basically, yeah. And the reason you get, and it, you'd notice that the Elvish part is written in a much newer writing than the rest of it, you know? Huh. And you can you can gather that it probably was written in common at some point but someone who maybe didn't want the oath to get out there decided to re-edit it in a language that only this his family would know and wonder that did, wonder that did that shit <laughs> who could that have been what kind of asshole did that hmm. who knows you never know with these things never know um, so as you walk out of there, though, there's probably, yeah, okay, I like this. <clears throat> so you're, yeah. you're looking for, you're looking for stuff pertaining to the war, and yeah. you make it into a library. <gasps> and in the library, there's a bunch of tomes, some of it arcane, some of it history, you know, some fiction. There's a couple of very big, comfy chairs. Uh, there's a, a fireplace that currently doesn't have a fire in it, but it does have wood. Um, and I'm going to say there's like, there's a desk that has a few books like open and strewn about. And other than that, it's mostly untouched. Huh. 
to like is there like dust on anything or does it seem like this is frequently visited oh it's frequently visited by untouched besides that i mean like the rest of it's put away neat and tidy uh okay um i suppose finley will kind of sort of look around and make sure like no one's here yeah and and then probably how, go how thorough was that search like, are you gonna, like, are you going to perception check? Are you going to use ethereal vision? Or are you just, like, just looking around casually? Hmm. I think... I'm going to be honest. She's probably just going to do, like, a quick... Um... The quick kid, am I in trouble, Lance? Yeah. Yeah, she's, okay. She's, yeah. she's, she's smart. There. She's just not very... She's not very wise, so... Fair. Yeah, there's not much there. So, yeah. I would have you, like, I would say, like, you could roll perception to look for the books you're looking for, but you do have ample time, you know? That's true. Just, just mosey up. <laughs> yeah, so you're just kind of chilling out. This isn't, like, a frantic search. This is more just, like, there's light. There, besides the fireplace, there's light in here through candles and, you know, magic lights. That's um, cool. So... Just in time, is Finley looking for books about the war, or is there like anything in, in specifics she's looking about, or just just like what what kind of books would she want to pick out of this library? Um. Well, first off, is there like are the books that are strewn about like on the desk like of any importance, or are they just kind of just random oh. assortment? You can well because no one's in <clears throat> no one's at the desk. You can just look casually. There there are canes. They're like wizard spell books. Um, you get the sense, well, maybe you wouldn't know explicitly. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like how you would piece together why these are here. Uh, investigation? I think that's probably the best call, yeah. Okay. Kaboosh. Oh, oh. Kaboosh. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Give me just one second. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a 16. Yeah, okay. Um, As you're looking about, it's like these are the, it's these arcane pieces about like there's probably some books about resurrection spells and like things of that nature and there's probably like a drawing done uh, on a loose parchment that has like the red orb drawn on it. And you get the sense that this is where Calum does his research about bringing Anna back. Oof. Huh. Can I? Hmm. Would I know if Ambrose knows anything about this sort of stuff? You can absolutely call on him. Yeah. Like, I, you wouldn't know if he knows, but, I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it, yeah. So I think... Finley, Finley's gonna call on him then. How... What does Finley do to to summon Ambrose? Is there, like... Is there something she has to say specifically? This isn't, like... This is literally just flavor. Like, what what do you think Finley has to do to get Ambrose to show up? I mean, I feel like it sort of depends... The situation, 
I don't think yeah. it needs to be that. There's no like enchantment. There's nothing that formal. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be that formal unless she wants it to be formal. I feel okay. Yeah. So you know how in some languages there's the formal version of a word and then the informal version of a word. It's yeah. Like it's like that. Um, so like if she's trying to intimidate someone, she's gonna use the formal version. Like she right. she might make like a like a cool like hand movement or something and and like yell something out. But if it's just casual, she's gonna be like. Uh, hey Ambrose, can you come here? I need you for a second. Basically, fair enough. Yeah, so you do that. You just kind of like ask the air for Ambrose, you know. And there's that familiar drop in temperature, and you just hear, <laughs> "Oh, Finley, it's been so long since you actually asked for me. What we got here?" Uh, he's doing the motions of cracking his non-existent bones. <laughs> does it make noises or is it just silent? <laughs> There's no noise. <laughs> He's just stretching. Jeez. Uh, um, uh, I was wondering if you knew anything about uh, about these books right here. Talking of resurrection and things, I figured since you were not living, you might have some clue. Yeah. <clears throat> he kind of thinks that it for a moment. Just, yeah. I can give them a quick glance over and tell you what I find. If you could do that, that'd be very good, thank you. No problem. Now, in return. Oh my god. It's, it's nothing big. I just, I just, I just feel like it'd be nice, since we're getting our own room, I feel like it'd be good business if Maybe I got like bed or something. You, I, you're not. Don't don't you don't even need a. You, what? You don't even need a place like. I don't. It doesn't need to be big. I'm just saying, like, uh, if you could just like have an extra pillow somewhere in your room, that'd be cool. <sighs> Don't you have, like, a room wherever you disappear off to? <sighs> In my mindscape or whatever? It's not like that, Finley. I'm just... This is a new stage in our lives together, and I wanted to be part of that, is all. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be insensitive. I'm just kind okay. of tense right now. It's okay, I'll tell... Alright, alright. Tell you what. I'll give these things the glance over because I because you've taken me this far. If you can get an extra pillow in your room, great. I'd appreciate. But this one's on the house, I guess. And he does like does one more stretch and just says, Let me see what we got here. And just see him like wand dive mode. And like his ghostly self hits the book and vanishes into the book. Oh, that's that's dope as heck, dude. And as he like as that happens, the book itself kind of pales and the paper starts to crumple as if aged. And you just hear from the book, just like, oh, hmm, what, what, what is this boy looking into? This is some dark shit. <laughs> keep keep your wits about you, Lieutenant. I got this. I'll just be. 
I'll I'll be with you shortly. What's going on? It's just resurrection spells, different rituals, stuff like that. Some of it's sanctioned, some of it less so. But, you know, the book's got to be honest about everything, dirty details included. And, like, as you keep walking around, you hear, like, an occasional page flip. Huh. Like... Like as if he's, as if as he's as he's reading it himself and absorbing what's inside, the pages themselves are turning to correlate. That's that's funny. Page lag. <laughs> so that's that's yeah, that is how um, that is going. So as Ambrose is like checking that out, what are you gonna look around for? Uh. Like before, I think she would definitely try to find things that, uh, maybe things that she hasn't completely heard about, uh, concerning the war, or maybe just, maybe just like little trinkets or like any, basically anything she can get her hands on. She specifically wants, wants to find familiar things. Okay, so Finley... The arcane stuff is kind of meaningless to you, you know? Yeah. So you end up very quickly hovering towards the historical records and things like that, you know? And there is one um, that uh, has, like, written, written notes of the different battles of the, of the Shadow War. And it's very, like, statistical, analytical you know, very dry read. You get the sense it was written less to be like a heroic account and more so like a, this is how much food camp this week, you know? Yeah. But it's kept there for record. So a lot of those, the stuff on the war is that way. It's very, you know, business. Real. Yeah, exactly. But there probably is like, a couple, maybe very small things that have like the stories told about that time, you know? Yeah. So, and I think as you're like flipping through these, there is a warm familiarity to them, since a lot of these are, if not verbatim, very like summarized versions of the stories you were told when you were young. Spark notes. <laughs> the spark notes version. Yeah, you're a. Uh, I guess now we should finally explain this. So Finn had family in the war, yeah? Yes. Uh, yes, her aunt was in the war. Yeah, so a lot of these stories are like the the more detailed versions of those stories your aunt would tell you. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of familiarity there. And definitely... Maybe a little bit of boredom because I feel like her aunt would have told it with much more fervor and like excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, it matters. The storytelling matters. It's true. It's true. Um, but I think like I'm gonna say that Finley like probably sits down with that one, like with the one that is as like story drip story based. You know. Yeah, she definitely. I think. Uh, she, like, before she sits down, she sort of, like, looks around again. 
making sure like no one's like gonna see you're relaxing. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's quiet here. The only sounds are Ambrose flipping the pages. Yeah, and then she ta- she'll she'll take a seat with it. It makes her I feel think, better. I think as some time passes though, you do hear a voice. Just Uh-oh. silent. And you just hear you just hear just go, Oh uh, hello. You must be our new our new friend. Uh I'm sorry, I didn't mean to intrude upon reading. Mm. Sorry, I'm freaking out as a person. Um do I do I see anything? In the shadows of this room, you do see a wraith of a party hat. And it's like oh kind God. of sheepishly curled in on itself. It actually looks a little embarrassed that it wandered in on this. It's the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> I'm so glad. Okay. I'm having a friendly moment, B. Give me a second. <laughs> um, do you, what, is, what family know about the Wraith, really? Lothor is... Lothor is pretty active in the castle. Um, I'm gonna say that he... I feel like Finley knows that he is there. And a few of the stories actually probably tell about more of Caleb's dealings with Lothor way back when. Okay, alright. It was actually... <clears throat> it was actually Caleb and Lothor brokering a piece that caused like, a massive turn in the tides for some of those conflicts, because they had armies of the undead on their side, too. Oof, yeah. I was just asking in case, like, draw sword? Don't draw sword. She's oh, not yeah, no. Draw Finn knows. Finn knows Lothor by name, probably. Okay. She kind of does, she kind of does jump a little bit. I feel like she, like, she jumps and, like, she, like, quickly puts down a book. And Lothor just like puts out Lothor puts out his hand and like the oh my gosh no it's okay you know sort of way and he's like no no it's all it's all right I I didn't I didn't intend to interrupt I'm I'm really sorry uh I I don't you weren't I don't think you were uh I don't think you were interrupting anything I wasn't I wasn't doing anything what he looks down at like the book in your hands like it's okay to you can you can read it's the library. It's it's what it's for. Uh, do you come here a lot then? It helps sometimes. Helps. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot happening in town and in general. And I, I still remember when I was living Furwalk, so uh, it's kind of good to catch myself up on everything that's been going on. Well, it's uh, certainly very quiet. That is how I like things. He, like, you see him, like, and just very, like, very gingerly like moves his hand into the shelf and to meet him in a way that if anyone was the first time Lothar appeared <laughs> a spectral <laughs> version of that book like appears in his hands he seems to float over to it not the chair like the other side of the room actually like he's very courteous in the whole situation oh. Oh. and like 
kind of floats by with the spectral book and there's some more silence and then he hears pages turning and he just goes uh is someone else here um and if you just see ambrose's head peek out of the book just looks over to Luthor and just says oh shit uh no, uh nothing no nope. we've been ha- we've been had <laughs> we've got abort abort mission <laughs> like Lothar just was like no it's it's okay you can read it's what the library's for <laughs> even sneaky reading i suppose here for pub anyone who's here to look at so you are here therefore you can look at it <laughs> are you Going to tell Prince Caleb? He wouldn't care. He wouldn't? No. If it was a book he didn't want you to see, he'd keep it in his room. (laughs) I'm sorry, this is me as a person getting an idea. I'm sorry, that was a very evil laugh. It's okay. He just like, but you just see Lo kick back in this chair with and it, like it's a rocking chair so it is like making the rocking movements and sounds as uh, this as this race just sits and relaxes hmm. Hmm. do you think that well you've talked to Caleb right uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the prince and I are confidants, yeah. Uh, is he always so... Mm. Nervous? Um... <laughs> puny? Slightly? Yeah. yeah. That defo that he is for sure that. I was just making sure because I was never told those things. Yeah, funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, <clears throat> any stories you hear about anybody aren't truth. Calum is just a young prince doing his best stories that embellish his eloquence or power might not grasp the fact that he at the end of the day is mortal that's an interesting way to put it I guess I guess I never expected to see you with a party hat so it it, it was it was a weird day, but it reminds me of um it reminds me of my friend why keep it around Do you ever like change color or anything? I mean no I mean I guess I could I just you don't. Should. Oh, okay. I, Just, I'll... like, change it up a little bit. Okay, yeah. You know what? 
I've been wearing the same part, the same party hat for like a while. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes. Um, all right, let me, let me give that a shot. And like he kind of focuses in for a second, and this party hat like goes from stripe to polka dots. Yay! You did it. <laughs> I, I, I guess I could change this up a bit more frequently. Kind of. I mean, I mean, it's like clothes, yeah. You change your clothes. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I would just wear this one suit of armor. Yeah, I've noticed that. Ambrose pokes his head up and just goes, "I don't know when the hell you get that washed." Backs it back into the book. Uh, magic powers. Pokes, pokes his head up again. Bullshit. God, he's so annoying. I gathered. He's annoying, but he's helpful. I suppose. Uh, Plus, I get the sense that you've just kind of been stuck together for a while. You cut out just a little bit. Yeah, uh, Lothor says, like, I-, I get the sense that you've been together for a while. Oh, yeah. A while is a, uh, quite the understatement. He's been here my entire life. So, like a, like a sibling? I guess you could say a sibling. That's probably, except a younger sibling who is in reality older than you. <sighs> I get that. He like, he kind of looks over to Finley and just goes, so, Lieutenant, if you don't mind my asking. Yes. Why did you ask about the prince that way? It's, it's a valid question. I don't want to judge you. It's just, I'm just curious. kind of pauses I I don't I I guess he just seems less less of a ruler than I expected I mean I was told that he was loved by everyone and he did such great things but and it's just it's so strange to me that when I, uh, he just doesn't seem very, he doesn't seem like a leader, really. He doesn't seem like someone who would be able to do all those things. That's, that's a fair argument. He kind of like closes a bit, not like, not hastily, but very like. You know, just casually focus- coolly. Yeah, focusing on the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he's doing it more so to make sure that you don't think he's ignoring you, you know? Therapy time with Lothor? I guess. And he just kinda like looks over and just says, It's that's a safe I guess you I could see that. But again, no one no one one thing only, you know. I'm a horrifying creature of undead resonance. 
And I also wear a party hat. So you look really good in the party hat. You can pull it Thank off very nicely. Thank you. I, I do try. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, take Jay, for example. He's, he was once working for a coven of hags to, to end the kingdom. And now he smokes weed in the basement. <laughs> You know, when you put it into words like that? <laughs> <laughs> Character development, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Frostwalkers podcast. Welcome to Tim Shaw. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, the point I was trying to make, <laughs> the point I was trying to make is that no one no one's one thing, you know? I suppose. I guess it's... It's just strange. I uh, mean... I mean, look at yourself, Lieutenant. You're an up-and-coming guardsman. A lot of potential, a lot of raw power, and yet here you are reading stories that you've probably heard from your family and asking about a prince. You know, you, you're, you're the strong, powerful guard who likes to buy a fire and read a good story. Is this, is this an insult, or...? Oh, no. God, no. God's above anything but. It's what makes you different. <laughs> Finley kind of just... Kind of, like, nods a little bit. She doesn't really know how to respond to this. I, I, I guess. It's okay to be different. Good even. Why be like everybody else? Everybody else kind of tends to suck. I mean, I suppose it's true. I, I kind of have lived with being different when your hair is always floating and you can't braid it ever because it's always floating and you'll never be able to have a full braid in your hair for once in your life because it's floating all the time ambrose's head pokes out i've offered but i don't have real hands <laughs> the thought that counts i guess i still appreciate it, ambrose even if you are annoying sometimes he just goes like also this book is done and he flips into the next one Thank you. Lothor just kind of like looks around awkwardly, but then just goes like, "No, I, I get it. It's it's how it it's how it is sometimes. It's all right. You're you're still yourself. It's okay." That uh, that really means a lot. I'm glad. Is there anything um I can do to? point you in a direction if you're still planning to look or if you're planning to spend the evening library that's a, that's a good use of an evening in my opinion well, well I'm sure there's plenty of books I can read but I also have been uh, ordered or how did he say strongly suggested to take the day off so it might be nice to explore some other places. 
That sounds like a good idea. Um, well, there's not much else on the main floor. You can head downstairs. Just mind the substance. And, yeah. and the severe board games. Uh, Jay does not clean. <laughs> um, I play board games with Jay, and he refuses to clean up, and I don't have tutorial. So, a lot of board games on the floor. I see. Uh, are weapons needed? I don't think so. Just, just, just make sure you don't step on any of the game pieces. Those will hurt like hell. I will. I will try to do that. To not do that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. Um. Yeah. Well, this has been an interesting conversation, Lieutenant. If you ever need to talk, you know where to find me. And he just keeps reading. <clears throat> With that, Finley's gonna kind of do like a little awkward, like it's like it's not it's not a salute at this point. It's just kind of like a like a bye kind of thing. Yeah, Lothor, kinda... Lothor sees that and gives you a a two fingered ghostly salute and just goes. By the way, um, if it makes you feel any better. I was literally the first captain of the guard for this kingdom, and I think you're doing a pretty bang-up job as a guard. Oh. Finley, thank you so much. I don't really know what, a, what I've done to deserve that compliment, but I still appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you do. Where's your friend? <clears throat> you just see Ambrose uh, poke out of the ceiling and just go, got bored. Where'd you go? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, ghost girl? He like lowers himself a bit and just goes like, bye ghost dad. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> and like, as Ambrose floats away, he just goes, that's going to leave him confused for weeks. <clears throat> you can't do that to every every single ghost you see. Ah, man. Okay, but like... Okay, but like, think about it. I, I screwed with Andre. I've messed with... I think I'm on a... <clears throat> I, I suppose. I think that's what you live for is trickery. Oh well, live force. Live for is a pretty rude term, Finn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, I my jokes are to die for. So <laughs> <coughs> she's definitely trying to cover up a laugh there. <laughs> he just goes. So where where are we off to, Lieutenant? We're gonna we're gonna. Bash some pots and pans in an alien's bedroom? What's the plan? Oh, definitely not. I don't want to get punched. Um, I guess we shouldn't get in too much trouble your first night here. Yeah, I don't think we should get into too much trouble at all, Ambrose. Party pooper. Uh, I'm smart. That's what I am. I feel like as you start walking down the stairs, Ambrose 
goes, every party needs a pooper. That's why they invited. Oh my god. Please stop. As you reach the bottom of the stairs, Ambrose just like fades off a bit and just goes like, all right, I'll be here when you need me. Bye-bye, dingus. I heard that! <laughs> At least I'm still alive. <laughs> she, she's gonna go down... She's gonna look. What's going on downstairs? Uh, There's a doppelganger in its, like, blue doppelgangered form strewn about, like, long form, like, basically couch. Like, strewn conscious on it. Surrounded by board games and like a tossed over deck that he was playing solitaire with. Oh my gosh. Is he is he like awake? Oh, he's asleep. He's asleep. <clears throat> huh. Is there anything what kind of board what kind of games have been played? Like Dragon Chess, like card games, fantasy fantasy games. Some fantasy board games. I don't God. know. What if, what if you play D and D and D and D? Whoa, dude! <laughs> Whoa, dude! Now you're really talking like Jay. <laughs> oh my God! I'm already into the mindset. Yeah. So as you walk through this room, um, it's still relatively well furnished. Um. Is there anything you, like... I'll say this. There's, like, a few different things here. There's the main part, like, strewn about with board games. There's a, there's a doorway that seems to be, like, unmarked, not very well lit. Just in the corner, there's a door. And I'll also say that uh, Jay's asleep, and there's, like, a bunch of cabinets where they keep extra stuff. There's probably a wine cellar down here. Oh, nice. Very, like, very, like, this is where all, like, the business stuff happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, there is that one door in the back that's marked. Door, 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 door. You you would walk yourself over there. <clears throat> probably, I mean, you don't have to walk too quietly to not wake Jay, you know? Mm-hmm. And you... Are you going to... The door itself is and dusty, and you get the sense that it doesn't get visited a lot. <clears throat> I guess I will try to open. Um, <clears throat> you feel it kind of struggle at first, but you do manage to pull it open. And when you do, uh, there's like... The rest of this castle is very nicely furbished. There's just a... This looks like a stone pathway with some torches. And it looks way more archaic and dungeon-like than the rest of this castle has. Ooh. Ooh. Uh... I guess she's she'll start to walk out a little bit. As you do, Ambrose appears, and you just immediately see him start shaking. Whoa. 
What's going on? I don't really know. They're, all I know is there's some some messed up stuff here. I don't. I can't really give you exact. Give me a little bit. I'm gonna go dark for a little, but I'll I'll get back to you. And he disappears again. Hmm. Okay. I guess she'll she'll keep going, and I guess keep an eye out for traps. You don't really need to. Okay. But as you do, you reach like one hallway, like a corridor, basically, where there's a gated, a gated part of the of the next door not like a regular pull open door there's like metal bars and a gate oh and you can read elvish so written in elvish on the sides are the words catacomb Uh, it just says it just says catacomb on it like it's more you get the sense that that's like the sign of what the room is you know yeah. Oh god. This is too spooky for the spooky person. You actually see Ambrose reappear and just go, okay, I still don't got exacts, but bad, 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 bad vibes coming from there. Like, um, like, die bad vibes? More like, how do I best describe this? I don't think you will be in danger, Finley. But I get the sense that if we tried our best to get in there, we might not like what we find. Hmm. Well, we can try and get in. Yeah, I mean, you just see him like kind of shake himself. I'm just like, what am I saying? There's a creepy, spooky corridor, and two idiots willing to go through it, right? <laughs> right? Right. Uh, are you gonna be okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. We've handled guard duty. We can handle this. Whatever it is. Exactly. I have a I have a big sword that I just got. So True. Alright. Let me see what I can do about this. And you just see his arms like stretch from where he is to the, like the, the gate bars. <laughs> and like he wraps his arms around them very like noodle style. Oh my god, I love him. And as he does so, he starts like floating himself backwards, and you can actually sense pulling happening. That's cool. <laughs> By the way, B. Yeah. I'm just imagining Caleb coming back. It's like I've been gone for five minutes. What <laughs> the actual shit? Uh. And like, as Ambrose keeps doing this, Finley, you start to notice that he is making like. A dent big enough that maybe you can like creep in. I will try to do that then. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say with Ambrose's continued work, 
and the fact that you can gaseous form. Yes. I think you managed to go through with relative ease. And Ambrose kind of, you know, sees you do that and then uses him, like, his stretched out self to basically, to basically slingshot himself in. Like, he, he lets go with, like, a push forward and flies himself through the bar. Ambrose destroys all physics, and I'm totally into it. And, like, as he starts, like, stopping his movement, his arms slowly stretch back into a normal portion. That's very impressive. Thank you. Uh, the laws of physics are my bitch. <laughs> What the fuck? He, he like puffs up his his hair a little bit. God, it's too classy. Uh, shall we? Uh, shall we go on then? I guess so. All right, let me let me see what we got here. And he like you see his like ghostly form float around. Just goes, God, all these lights are ancient. And, like, he goes, and that's coming from me. And eventually just goes, like, ah, finally, a torch in here that manages to work. And, like, he, there's, like, a bit of a sound. The torch finally lights up. And you see is, in fact, catacomb. These, like, mass graves. And there seems to be inscription every once in a while. Huh. I will I will try to read some of those. You go to? You go to. And mm-hmm. you'd think they would be an elvish like the other thing, but it's in a script even you can't recognize and I say that not even knowing languages. There's no way in hell you can make out what this shit is. Oh spooky writing. Spooky ancient oh. writing. What are you going to do? Um, uh, she goes to ask, where did you say the bad vibes were coming from? Oh, all over the place. And as he like slowly descends, he's writing and just goes, oh, fuck. <clears throat> uh, that is ancient shit. Or, if not ancient, then the scribblings of a psychopath. Well, same difference. I guess you're right. As he, like, keeps looking at it, he just says, Yeah, I, even I'm at a bit of a loss. Here, let me see what this can do. And he does that swan dive motion again. I love him. Careful. And as he, as he, like, enters the wall the wall itself seems to, like, contort the way the book did, you know? Yeah. Growing just slightly more decrepit. You wouldn't even really notice because of how messed up the wall is. But then it gets closer together and closer together, and it looks like it almost spits Ambrose out. Huh. He just goes, that doesn't happen. I'm usually... It's never happened. I swear... I mean, he's uh, really good at this. <laughs> he's so torn up. I, 
Is this magical? That's my guess. Here, let me try again. And this time it's even shorter before it gets, like, coughed out. <laughs> I don't get it. Whatever. He, like, kind of uses his ghostly hand to punch the wall. Whatever. Starts, like, grumbling. You can actually see, like, a little cartoony storm cloud float over his head. Oh, cheer up. You're doing fine. All right. He actually, like, moves his hand to wave it away. God. Right. Logic, so good. All right, all right. Let's let me take one more crack at it, and he <clears throat> does it one more time. But this time, like instead of like playfully jumping into the wall, he like puts his gloved hand on it, and you actually see him like pass through it. This is and this time. This time it is a lot longer before he gets coughed out. And when he does, he just, like, has that look of someone who's seen some shit. Uh, everything okay? I don't know what this prince is keeping in these catacombs, but it's not normal. Uh, I saw some fucking shit in those walls. Can you... Can you clarify on what said fucking shit was? Let me try. I saw... Well, you know how your ethereal vision works? You can see, like, the soul stuff? Yeah. I sensed a lot of that. Which I guess makes sense in a catacomb, but... Not so much the dead resting in peace so much as angry 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 that's all I could pick up angry dejected hate I think Finley is going to actually use her ethereal vision to see what she sees you do that and I I like to imagine because Finley has like the black the white eyes. Mm-hmm. I think Finley's like whites in the eyes grow to the whole like so her eyes go pure white when this happens. That's and hell yeah. And like the black parts of her hair turns pure white too. Nice. I even imagine she probably like floats up in the air a little bit, you know. Just a little. <laughs> and as she does this, your visualization goes into the wall, and you see like where caskets and things would be. Mm-hmm. And seeping out are these ir- like eerie blue hands just trying to pull out the wall. Oh. And <clears throat> you do spot like this vibe of like divine light in one of these like small boxes. And it's not so much a soul as much as it you sense like a divine presence cooped up and caged in there. And there's all sorts of just just like things grasping at the walls, things confusing 
like confused and try and like pull at things. So much soul are just so many souls are seemingly trapped. Wow. Oof, anything else or is that is that the, the biggest vibe I'm getting here? I think at the worst, like there's a moment where as you're finally about to pull out, one of the like hands seems to reach for your line of vision. Oh. Like it sees and, me? Like it's grasping almost like right at your face, yeah. And as you blink, the wall is just a wall for a brief moment, you know? Yeah. And you hear a sound that isn't... It sounds like a, a, a roar, but it's distorted. It sounds like if a roar was stretched out. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. And coming from the wall in a very shadowy moment. You see like what looks like the head of a like a pseudo dragon. Not even like a full on dragon, like the, the small head of a dragon poke out. But then like extend and grow. Not in like the kind of cute way Ambrose does. Uh-huh. But in a very like visceral pulling. There's no like body or gore. It's all shadow, but like it just extends and extends by the neck and the mouth opens wider and wider. Oh. The point where it just it just looks like a shadow on contorting itself. These two like wings that start small but grow long. And basically this just a pure silhouette of a dragon on the side of a young small dragon on the side of the and it just keeps growing and contorting. Oh god. Uh I guess I guess I'm going to try to absolutely get the hell out of dodge. I think as you do, you see the like one of its claws grow into the wall and move downwards. Mm-hmm. And as it does, you feel like, as if it was trying to claw at you. Oh, heck. Like, like somehow, <clears throat> even though it can't grasp where you are, the movement of its hand manages to actually, like, feel it. Oh, heck. Does a, does a 15 break your armor? <clears throat> um, it does not. Barely. You just, like... You sense as if it was like about to slice right behind you, or like right on your left. Oh dang! Okay. Um. Can I try to like, like, is it just what's it, what's the the material here? Is it just like shadow? It's like you get the sense that <clears throat> it looks like it's just a silhouette on a wall. You haven't like it. <laughs> It's very subtly above, over the wall. Like, you know when you put, like, a sticker on a wall where, like, you know it's technically raised a little bit out of the wall, but it's so slight? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of way I'd imagine it. It's just ever so, you know? Right. And it's sort of, like, stretched out. So that's how yeah. it... 
I guess I'll like... Huh. <laughs> I might try to like... Hit at it? Okay. Like, so you swing your sword at the wall? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll to hit. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, what I add? Okay, that would be. Um, uno momento. That, that would be. Uh, dirty twenty. You hit. <clears throat> Even though you swing at the wall, there's no like sound of metal hitting like stone it there is like a, a a sound of a slash and the the draconic head like looms over like almost poking itself out of the wall in the shadows opens like it unhinges its jaw to an unhealthy level and where you'd expect a shout of pain there is sound uh, roll damage that's creepy as heck Give me just a second. I'm spooked. Okay, one moment. Um, four plus four. That's eight. Okay, eight points of damage? Yes. You didn't, like, attack it with anything special? You just swung your sword? No, it was, it was, it was like a panic swing kind of thing. I get you. Well, because it's only you two... There isn't really much need of an order, you know? Yeah. So it, like, in response to this, it, like, pulls its, its head back into the wall and more 2D again. But as it, like, stretches longer and longer, it, like, almost, like, it looks like as if this thing was, if this thing was, had form and mass, it would be stretching out so much that you'd start to see tears. But there is none. And its tail that was once like embedded in the wall before it is now visible. And it pulls the tail out into like the space beyond the wall. And the shadowy tail just swings over at you. Oh heck. That's an 18. Oh yeah. Okay. You take seven points of damage from the tail. Okay. Are do I throw resist necrotic? Um, let me see. I don't think so. I think I, that's Asimar. I don't believe they do, no. I think that might be an Asimar thing. But yeah, no, it's just seven points of damage. All right. That would be... Okay, got it. Is there anything you want to do in response? Yes. Um... Do, 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 do. One second. I'm sorry about this transition time. I'm trying my best. It's okay. Um, I'm going to. Ooh, I'm going to cast. Um. I'm going to try to cast Toll the Dead. Okay. I actually really like that. Okay, so Toll the Dead. That's a... Let me check. 
That is a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Yeah, so this creature fails that. <clears throat> it so Finley, you focus your magic and this like told this the word that the spell list uses the Dolores bell. This very slow, low and ominous bell rings from nowhere. <clears throat> and you look with your ethereal vision and you actually see Ambrose has turned themselves into a bell. That's so cool. And as that happens, because it has taken damage, you get to roll a d12. Uh, no, wait, you are above 5th level, so roll 2d12s for damage. Okay. Alright, alright. That was a 9. Oof. And that was a 8. That's 17. So, yes. As that you can see that that manages to, like, really affect it. Like, it is... Where before it managed to, like, move that draconic head out and, like, like silently scream. This time, like, the shadow contorts. It's long form getting shorter because of the bell. Oof. And... <clears throat> Let me check something. Yeah, it's its turn now. It's going to, <clears throat> in response to what you did, it's going to, like, lower itself from, like, maybe the middle of the wall to, like, on the floor almost. Oh. And then extend its neck and open its jaws. And it's going to make a bite, but it's in this bite, it's basically trying to extend its jaws so much that it can snap down on you. <laughs> So weird. It rolled a 10. <clears throat> so it, like, it gets up, and I imagine that Finn like pulls out their shield, like bashes the top of its like shadow, you know? Back, back. And I think like when you do that, the top of its head just <sighs> into shadow, and like the lower jaw like, res- like just slinks back. And as it does, it just like grows the eyes of the dragon again. <laughs> And just returns to its spot on the wall. And now it's your turn. Okay. Um, now... Do-do-do-do. Um... I'm gonna say that <clears throat> Ambrose is uh-huh. <clears throat> using what like little magic a ghost has to, like, seal up that wall again. Like, ethereally speaking, you know? Yeah, um, basically trying to get this thing back to where it was. Less that, more so making sure nothing else comes out. Yeah. Like, it's like, when that thing opened, it was because you and Ambrose left, like, an ethereal tear, you know? Yeah, we... we, So, Ambrose is, like, pulling down that tear, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we we done messed up (laughs) a little bit. Um, I suppose, um, Finley is going to, um, take out, like, 
the fa- the fancy voice. Okay. Um, so you're gonna <clears throat> are you just gonna hit with that? Actually, I don't know if it's just like hitting the wall. Hitting the wall is probably not a good idea, so um, it worked last time. You did manage with the regular sword to swing into that thing for damage. Okay. Then I'll just do that. I might I might as well use the the sword, the fancy sword for something. Yeah, the sword of war and peace. Uh, war is fire and peace is lightning, I think, which is a weird thing, but that's the way it was written. So, you have any, like, pre- no, no, peace was radiant. That makes more sense. Uh, war was fire and peace was radiant. Do you have an, an inkling which side you want to hit with? Probably radiant. Okay, roll to hit. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, uh, 18? You do succeed and hit it. Sweet. So damage. Uh, it would be it would be the equivalent of a great sword. So two d six. Two d what? Two d six. It's the equivalent of a great sword. Sweet. Oops, six and three. So, so nine. Nine. You see, like that radiant light hit it. And it opened, like, it unhinges the jaw again the way it did the first time you struck it. And actually part of the shadow is gone now. Like, the tail and hind legs are now just not visible. Ooh. And it, it's like, you see it, like, you see the head, like, crane backwards 360 degrees as the shadowy self. Like, 2D, though. Like, on the wall, you know? Yeah. And it notices and it like maneuvers its whole self. So that way it looks like it's like looking from before it was like 2D flat on the wall, hieroglyphic S, you know, like mm-hmm. on the side. It has maneuvered itself now. So that way the head is looking directly at you from the wall as if someone drew it like drew it at that perspective. And the, the jaw unhinges again. And you actually feel like necrotic energy coming out of it almost like a breath weapon oh so make a constitution constitution let's go okay oh boy um 11 you're taking wow that was actually really bad um like as in I rolled Bad. Uh, all in all, that was eight damage. Okay. How am I Bear doing? in mind, the attack was 46, and I only managed to do eight. Oof. And so, like, Finley, you take that little damage from its, you know, from this attack, and its head now slumps to the floor, seemingly, like, drained by doing that. Oh, heck. Is it, like... Is it still quote it's, up? Yeah, it like it's I it by eyes I mean like white in the shadow, you know. Yeah, it is seemingly still oh, its eyes, quote unquote, are seemingly still open, but it is like its head is now like on part with the floor. So it looks like it's a shadow on the floor, unless a shadow on. The floor. Hmm. 
but like the rest of the body is still on the wall. It's just the head, the shadow of the head has slumped all the way down from the midpoint of the wall down to the floor. And like the pointing part of the head, the like, you know, the triangular draconic is jutting out the floor. Wow. Its neck is extending <laughs> extremely long, like down. <laughs> Man, this dragon is very glitchy. Let me... So, Finley, as you're, like, preparing yourself for what you're about to do, you know, Mm -hmm. you hear something from behind you, and at first you're terrified because something else, you know. But then you see a ray of frost come at the, the shadow on the wall. And it hits the the shadow on the wall and the stuff on the floor for eight points of damage. And Caleb walks up beside you and he looks really upset. Uh-oh. <laughs> not like not you can't tell if it's at you or at the situation in general, but you just know he doesn't look happy. His ears are drooped, his hair is like purposely covering his eyes a little bit. He he looks like he doesn't want to be here right now. Oh. So. So it's your turn, but Caleb has done extra damage to it. Alright. Um, Finley is going to Eldritch Blast this motherfucker. I like this. So your thing is the Hexblade. Okay. And so a little, little thing about that for a moment. Uh. It's a little tangent. Uh, <clears throat> because the Raven Queen is known to have forged the first of the Hexblades, many sages speculate that she and this force are one and the same. So as you call upon this Eldritch Blast, it takes this like black and white chromatic coloring instead of your typical reds or greens. And as it appears and fires at this creature, uh, a hit, but yeah, roll the hit, but roll with advantage. Advantage, nice mm-hmm. for flavor. Because flavor. I mean, you are you hex blades are typically servants of the Raven Queen, and this thing is a thing beyond death. So you're using her powers for exactly what she'd want her. To, she'd want you to be. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! Oh, nice! Uh, twenty-two to hit. Ooh, yeah. So roll your. Because it's a cantrip, it would be 2d10, yeah? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is two beams. So, yeah, that's how it makes sense. So it's two of the... Okay, so you fire it off as one, and it splits, and as it does, like, black plume comes from where the split happened. So it starts as one, crackles off into two, and where the crack-off happens, there's, like, this puff of black energy that almost resembles feathers. That's, and the two and the two hit, so roll your 2d10s. Okay. Um, first one was six. Mm-hmm. Second one is five. That's so 11 points. So you do that and as these two hit, there's that plume of black feathers again. And the creature unhinges its jaw one last time, and it's just white. 
and the eyes seem to grow and grow and the white just consumes the shadow and it seems to just sort of close in on itself and then it's just gone. And as it le- as it closes in on itself, it makes a similar horrific version of that roar, except it just seems way more jarble and long. <sighs> and it seems to slump back into the wall. And as it does so, you actually see Ambrose take physical form again and like doing the slapping their hands motion. And just goes, it's sealed. And Calum is standing there. His hand, like, <clears throat> he hasn't put down his staff. It is still outstretched. And he just, again, looks like he does not want to be there. What was that? That is a conversation. Let's not be here while we do it. Okay? Uh, okay. And he he would lead you out back to the library. Lothar would be gone, but he'd have you take a sit. He'd set up the fire, and he'd just go, I know you have a lot of questions about what that was. A lot is an understatement. I want to open with that's not my doing. I would never do that. So it's another mess I've inherited. You actually see Ambrose, who was at first floating beside you as you start this conversation, just like look at you, Finley, and then just kind of shudder a little bit at everything that happened and just go, I'm going to take five yeah yeah it's fine ambrose thanks and he just does that pull-up thing and he's gone I... what what is that that was one of the many disasters created by my father's catacombs He was, unfortunately, still a very powerful mage. But unlike myself, he decided to use his talents for, well, what you saw. All in service to who he really served. Not the people of his kingdom, but the dragon. I don't... Why would it? There were so many, so many souls. Caleb's hand is shaking on his staff as he just sighs. I know, I know. I'm doing the best I can. Is there any way to help them? I don't know. I, I, I'm only able to decipher a fraction of what he's written. I don't understand it. It's not a language that exists. It's, 
either code or scribblings of someone going through utter psychosis or both could be both i don't know i've tried everything i've removed curse and ellian's removed curses he's used every ounce of his divine magic that he can muster and it's still there shrunken down to that wall and the contents inside but still not gone and it hurts every day because I know I'm sleeping directly under hundreds of suffering people. It sounds but like I... it's, hmm? it sounds like that you're kind of blaming yourself for not being able to fix it. I do my best to fix it. It's what I'm supposed to do. What a leader does for the people he cares about, he helps them. I can't help those people. They were probably good people, Finley. I... But... You... You've helped so many people. I don't... I don't understand why I I don't think that you should be blaming yourself for not being able to fix this. I've never seen anything like this before. And you're you're a you're not really that much of a leader. What do you mean? Well, you're not, you don't yell a lot. You're not that strong physically. You don't have subjects to bowing down. That's what I've always been taught that a leader does. You're different than a leader. You're a I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I guess you're a, a friend of everyone of these people. It's a little bit of both, I think. I don't think of myself as their king. That's. A word that's goodwill was taken and destroyed. I'm not their king, Finley. I'm just Caleb. And I'm gonna do the best I can for them. Because... Because I wake up every morning. And no matter how much work I have to do. No matter how crazy things get. No matter what creature we have to fight. No matter... How many times, Shinari, my day, <clears throat> I still get up because you and Rowan and Andre and hell, Shinari, I can't bring myself to hate them. I can't bring myself to hate anyone. I love everybody who lives here. And I 
to do my best for them. It's not about commanding. It's about labor of love, I guess. I... I guess I'm not used to those who don't wear their title. I mean, I'm a lieutenant, and I like to show that, but I guess we're different. Yeah. We don't have to be the same to be friends. Wait. You can You consider me a friend? Like, already? You've done nothing to... to be anything but. How many friends do you have? (laughs) Ah, depends on what you call friends. That is a very interesting answer. Well, I mean, I'd like to think I'm friends with everybody here, but... Not everybody in town comes to visit. Not everybody in town, you know, cares that much. And so, I mean, while I do my best for them, I understand why they don't need to do their best for me. I'm just one. I'm just a guy. You're not just a guy. You keep saying that in a derogatory sense. You've done a lot of great things for this town. I've heard of it. You've done great things, and before, I I don't think you should just be calling yourself a guy. I've been, I've been learning about your achievements in the war since I was a child, and none of that was small. None of it was just a guy. You are an incredibly important individual and it doesn't I don't think you should be ignorant of that I'm not ignorant of it Finley as much as it may sound like I am I don't want to flaunt my actions I don't I say I'm just someone doing their best not because I think not because I don't think highly of myself I Lord knows, if I wanted to talk to her, if I wanted to be self-depreciating, I could do that in a million other ways. Um, but, no, I, what I mean by that is, if I'm just a young elf doing the best I can, then I can do all of those things. Well, you're just a, a young Aetheril doing their best, and if I can do those things, maybe you can too. Don't disregard the amazing things uh, that just some guy can do. And like kind of just <laughs> in her mind, like there's like the, the little explosion of, oh, I see. I I guess I've always been told that um, 
you have to be bold in what you do. And if you're not, then it doesn't make the same impact and people don't pay as much attention or care about what you do. He kind of chuckles a little bit and goes, ah, tough lesson to learn is that you can be as bold as you want. You can be as loud as you want. You can climb up the highest mountain and cast the most powerful spell in the world and tell everyone on this planet, hey, look, I did that. You could do that. And maybe they'll care for a moment. Then they'll forget. They'll go about their business. The whole of the world is so vast, even compared to our little town here, Finn. The world isn't going to care, really. At the end of the day, we'll all be notes. That sounds really sad, but that just means that instead of focusing on being loud and making everyone possible to you, it means your job's a little easier. Just be good. Be kind. The people who love you will know that. The world may not see it, but the people who matter will. Wow. Well, uh... While, um, not being, uh... Too... Advanced physically, you definitely have the words of a leader. <laughs> Gotta have it somewhere, yeah? I suppose. I'm... 50 years teaches you some shit. Oh, I'm sure. You give yourself too little credit, Finley. I mean, you're a lieutenant. You wear that with pride, but... I mean, there are people who aren't that. There are people who couldn't do the things you've done. People who wouldn't have stood and fought that creature because they knew that it was going to hurt not just you, but the people here, the people sleeping, because in that moment, you cared about them. Not because it was your duty to do so, but because you did. You just cared. No one told you to do it. No one ordered you to do it. You just went for it. You tell yourself that Everything you do is because someone tells you or because you're ordered to, but I don't think that's true. I see someone incredibly driven. Not to, not, and maybe you've turned that into trying to impress, but you don't have to. You should be driven by the things that make you happy. Because, I mean, if anything, you just proved that when you set your mind to it, you can defy expectation. Do the impossible. That's not nothing. Oh. Thank you, you're... No. Kayla. It's okay. We'll work on it, but I appreciate the It's effort. hard. It's really difficult. I... I... 
I've gathered. And you know what? I, I want to take this moment to say that I really appreciate that you're making the effort. I will try my best. Uh, I guess I, uh, I apologize if I was too um, forward in how I've been uh, talking to you. No, it's okay. You've seen something pretty traumatic. Something I haven't even told the others in the Night Council about. I will, I promise, but I'm not ready yet. Not for that. Well, if you ever need protecting. <laughs> he kind of smiles, gives you a hug. Oh. <laughs> She like, she like freezes up. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> what? It's a, you, you put your arms around the person, Finley. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. She, she, she does it. She, she hugs back. There's a little pause, and when he kind of moves away, he just goes, well. The point I was trying to make, Finn, if I may call you that, (laughs) um, I just want you to know that you don't have to prove anything to me. Because at the end of the day, you may be a lieutenant, I may be a prince, but when no one's looking, when in the quiet of our own home, I'm just Caleb, and you're just Finley, and that's good enough, honestly. I'm gonna go to bed. It's been a long day. Uh, If you need to talk at any point, I'll be here. I don't know what I have to do tomorrow. Work it out. But okay. Do you need anything before I go up? Um. I uh, I just wanted to say I like Finn. It sounds nice. No one has ever called me that before. Well, well, I I'm glad you don't mind it. And he starts like kind of climbing up the stairs and just goes, "Oh, and uh, Finn." Yeah. Uh, he you cast a spell to cut out the fire. There's still enough light for you to see, you know? He goes, I took care of your sheep, so whenever you're ready, you can just head to bed. Talk to you in the morning. I I really appreciate that we get to to be, to live together like this. It's nice to have some company, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not too used to it myself, but it's it's nice to have people to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> good. Good night. Good night, Finn. Good night, Caleb. And I think that's where we're going to call it. <laughs>